Hi humans, welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. My name is Lauren. And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking. We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love. Stepping away from our evangelical church background, all the while leaning into God and moving forward in our faith. We'd love to hear your story. You can find us on Instagram at deconstruct.pod. Now, onto the episode. Hey guys! Hey, Hello how are there. you? How are you guys? <laughs> so Amazing. good. Yeah, we're doing great. It's like a sunny, beautiful day in Nashville. We just got back from the dog park, so <laughs> so feeling good. Oh yeah, the sun makes such a big difference. I know it really does. How is it there in Minnesota? It's a little gloomy today. Oh, a little gloomy. It doesn't help when the snow just gets all gray and slushy. Like when it gets just enough warm to tease you and then it just melts everything. Yeah. It makes it kind of gross. And everything's like brown. Great. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you remember. So Adam's from Minnesota. So he, he gets I that. do. I was telling my husband, I was like, I think Adam is from Minnesota. And we're, yeah, we're supposed to get snow this afternoon. Oh, gosh. Yeah. My grandpa always yep. keeps me posted on the news updates. That's all he does. He texts me and he's just like... All the weather. He's like, supposed to get another 14 inches of snow this Saturday. I'm like, that's awesome, grandpa. Yep. I'm like, that's why I live in Nashville, where it's officially 60 and sunny. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Sophia El Rey. She is a wife, a mother to two sweet little girls, Beatrice Eleanor and Eloise Lucille, and a little boy on the way. And she has a passion for photography and writing, both of which she shows um, the magic, the excitement, the struggle, and the inspiration that life and specifically motherhood has to offer. She is a lifestyle and brand enthusiast on a journey to help others feel supported and loved through their unique journey. She does Raw Topic Mondays on her Instagram also, and it includes topics like religion, sex, and parenting, and more, which I love. So, Sophia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. I'm happy to be here. I love you both. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, go ahead. Um, just tell us maybe a little bit more about yourself. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So I, my husband Aaron and I live in Minnesota. Yep. Um, I we both born and raised here. I know Adam. You're from Minnesota, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> pretty close to yeah. each other too. I think. Yes. So Aaron grew up in way northern Minnesota. I grew up. Um, kind of in the suburbs of the Twin Cities and um, spent uh, seven years of my high school years in Florida. And then my family ended up coming back to Minnesota. Mm. And um, yeah, we don't know if we'll be here forever, but we do really love the culture of Minnesota, the food, the coffee. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's we're a lot happy about to Minnesota, be here. Man. It's like, there, it's like such a green initiative and it's so communal i don't know i mean maybe that's just like yes. when you have seven months of winter when you can finally peek your head out the door <laughs> you're like happy and and want to care Everyone's for the whole world so happy to see each other <laughs> <laughs> and it is like i don't know if a lot of people know but like the twin cities is such a foodie place it yeah. really is 
Oh, we have some amazing food. Um, and I always want people to know that if they're yeah. visiting the Twin Cities, that they're going to get some really great food, some great coffee. Um, yeah. And so, like you, you gotta said, stay warm somehow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, it gets really, really cold here, but we like live for our summers mm-hmm. and life on the lake. Oh, it's yeah. such a huge thing. And so when summer comes around, I don't know. I guess it makes you really appreciate that warm weather even that much more. For sure. And yeah, I've been creating content now for almost four years um, and didn't even go into it thinking it would be a business yeah. or this type of community, um, more just to like share my writing and heart. And mm. it's become like um, an amazing source of income, an amazing um, community and place to share my journey, but also partake in other people's journey. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm really thankful. I, I feel like I have like the unicorn of jobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's hard, but there's so much like goodness in it. And yeah, I'm just grateful to be on this space. It's cool. Yeah. So and when you say you create content for those who haven't heard of you before you create content Mm -hmm. for Instagram you have a blog she's a photographer so you kind of you kind of do a lot of content creating I yeah very multifaceted when it comes to like what I do um I photograph for other people okay I photograph for businesses I photograph for brands and promote um their products I um do just you know fun photography in general um kind of geared towards like women empowerment and kind of embodying that feminine energy yeah um I love home decor it's like not really sure what my niche is trying to figure that out but it's a little bit of everything well it's always better when you don't have to pigeonhole yourself you can just kind of like exist and create and find what fuels your passion and just do that and I feel like people just keep seeing how much you love what you do and in what you do yeah and that's why so many people Mm. follow you and it's very pretty too everything you do (laughs) is very pretty so people well and that's well thank you that is so sweet like on the Enneagram I'm a four and so (laughs) creative like energy is just like flowing to the max all the time yeah so having a place to kind of put that out there and curate these images um, is really fun because it feels like art. Yeah. 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 Adam's a four as well. I am. So, and we tend okay, to have cool. a lot of fours here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Maybe because we never stop thinking and pondering. Oh, yeah. I know. Seriously. Like, I feel like so many times we could just sit here and not stop talking about things just because like, I don't know, everybody, everybody we talk to... It, is is discovering themselves over and over and over, like <laughs> yeah. even yeah. in the midst of conversation. And so it just leads totally. to really, really interesting, interesting topics and yeah. discussions and stuff. So so you do all of that and you stay very, very busy. Um, so what is it yeah. that your husband does? Um, so Aaron is part-time reserve in the Army National Guard. Um, oh, cool. He just um, kind of not retired in the sense of retired, but he is no longer flying, but he was flying Blackhawks for the Minnesota guard. Oh, wow. Um, he was deployed all of last year in 2019 and we welcomed him home late summer. Um, he is now just kind of coming back into like civilian life and job. And he is, um, working at a company 
doing marketing and then part-time with the Army National Guard. So, oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That's huge. Like, yeah. Yeah. Life has been really interesting um, this the past couple of years, and we're just super happy to have him back. That transition period can be so tricky. I mean, because it's, it's almost oh, like, yeah. it's so, I mean, and it's nothing like being a touring musician, but I almost compare it to that because it's like you go out away, you lose all sense of community. So then when you are home, yeah. all you want to do is be with your family and then you get done and you think that you kind of have this career thing that's come out of it and you've got all these skills that you've established, but then you get back into civilian life for him and just regular world for me. And it's like, you, you don't really have much to bring with you. You kind of have to restart again once you get there. So that's amazing. He was able to get straight into marketing. That's, that's huge. Yeah. And that's something he had been in prior, but yeah, it is such an interesting transition. And as like a husband and wife, you really do feel like you're living separate lives for that year in, in a mm-hmm. different way Yeah, because his reality of what was going on around him, like culturally and just everything was so different from like what I was doing on a day-to-day basis yeah. Um, but man, like that, it was so good. It was such a growing year for us that, um, there was so much beauty, um, and rawness in just what like developed in each of us in an individual way. And yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but yeah, it was hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you share a lot of raw things like on, you know, on Instagram blog and all that, like you share a lot of open stuff. Do you feel like you were able to, able to talk about, that transition at all or has is that something that you've kind of kept like you feel like you want to keep more private or um or yeah are you able to connect with other people who have military you know uh wives or husbands anything like that or is that something like entirely separate for you I think in at first it felt kind of private because I myself was kind of going through this major transition and, and awakening yeah. um, just in my own life and my spiritual journey. And um, it was kind of like felt hidden for a while. Although when people would reach out and people still reach out, I try to be as open about it as I can because what I appreciated was people's honesty Um wouldn't before he deployed just saying like, Hey, like these are the things you're going to feel you're going to yeah. run into. Yeah. This is what it looks like, but everyone's journey is going to be so different. Um, right. and I like, I am a pretty open book about it. I don't feel like I've shared to the extent which I'd like to, and I'm hoping to someday mm. of just like our journey through all that. Yeah. Because I think, uh, him and I have like really talked through that and processed through that. Mm-hmm. And I know that that could help a lot of people. So we're very much open to it. That's awesome. That's cool that you say we in that like, he's like, he feels it, obviously it's very much his story too, yeah. but it, you know, yeah. a lot of people it's, it, it, that's not exactly the, how it goes. You know, sure. it's usually like one person is more comfortable talking about it. So it's cool that you, you know, are saying we as in you both are wanting to be open and and share and yeah, I love that. Obviously, we love the 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 couple duo dynamic. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think just right now we're really focusing um, on kind of processing together and individually. So we both see you know different therapists. Yeah, and you know he's just working on um, processing the way in which he needs to, and I'm doing the same. And then when we come together and are able to kind of share, you know, what we're processing and how it looks differently, like it's been very empowering for both of us. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's 
why I haven't felt so ready yet is because we're kind of still in it. We're kind of still doing the work of what that transition brought for our family. Yeah, for sure. I love that you you recognize that because a lot of people don't know when it's because there there is there is danger in sharing something that's like not ready to be shared too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So I love that you like are using that. You have that wisdom, right? Um, well, you already lived so much of your life kind online. of in the public mm-hmm. anyhow, just because of the stuff that you yeah. do. So it's oh, for just sure. like, to be able to have those sacred spaces and be able to have those conversations that are able to stay intimate is like so huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just encouraging people like how, the importance of therapy, the importance of talking to people, Yeah, you know, outside of just your spouse. And, um, and I think that's the part that I have been able to share, like, look, this is so helpful. This is like enriching both of our lives, like together and individually. Yeah. Yeah. And like, because you share so much stuff, you know, openly, do you, do you feel like because you do that and you've kind of started from, you know, the beginning of being open and raw that you Mm -hmm. feel like you can always be that? Or do you, do you ever feel the pressure because you're working with brands and things like that to seem all put together or perfect or anything like that? Do you like struggle with that side of social media or is it, is it, do you not struggle with that as much? Oh, I think I do. I mean, because I have to find that balance. Um, Part of the reason that I started Raw Topic Monday was um, for my own mental health and sake, Mm -hmm. um, because I am like facilitating conversation. I am facilitating people's feelings, um, sometimes angry feelings, sometimes hurt feelings. Um, There's a lot that goes into facilitating raw topics that like nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And I have to be careful that I'm protecting my energy and space too. Whereas if I was putting out these topics all the time, that would not, I know I would not be taking care of myself. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I've kind of had to create, you know, days and moments where I say, I'm going to, you know, attend to this. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my heart to this. But yeah. the next day, I'm not going to, I'm not going to revisit that. I'm not going to keep answering questions mm. that come in through messages. Yeah. Um, so in a way, like this whole year has been a lot of me learning boundaries yeah. Yeah. at like 29 years old Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I just didn't know how to do them. And yeah. so part of that is um, creating sacred space for other people's journeys and mine and that and having that safe space, but also realizing I can't live in that place all week long. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Lauren went through something super similar when she kind of started talking about a little bit more about deconstructing religion and all that kind of space where it's like, yes, it's so it's it's so almost like addicting when people come to you and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is life changing. Oh, my gosh, this helped me discover these things about myself. You helped me do X, Y, Z, communicate with my family about my feelings. You gave me words for those kind of like all that stuff is great, but at the same time, no matter how positive it is, if you're having to constantly put your energy out there on the line, it, it you do have to start establishing boundaries for that for yourself and for other people. I agree. I mean, it can it can become draining yeah. um, because you're going to also you're going to hear both sides of people's journeys and also the people that are just feeling really hurt by what you're saying and not agreeing. And um, just like, you know, you have to have that heart space to connect with both sides, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, yeah. it can be really draining. So yeah, I think that balance is tricky, but absolutely it can be done if 
we are thinking about ourselves first and our mental health yeah. and how that looks for us. But at the, as long as our heart intention is to help others, we can do that in a beautiful way, but it doesn't have to engulf our whole yeah. world. Yeah. I think, I think I even asked you that once on, through direct message because I was like, how do you, cause I'm sure, I mean, I've seen some of the messages that you get cause you post whether you agree with them or not. You know, sometimes you <laughs> like, you're going to post cause yeah. you say like, I'm gonna, this is an open conversation and I love that you do that. Yep. Um, but some of the things I know for myself, I can speak for myself and you can say what you wish, but some of those things would be very triggering for me to receive, um, some of the messages mm-hmm. and like, you know, I have received messages similar to that. And so I feel like, you know, when I asked you, I was like, how do you deal with this? This would literally make my blood boil and me like <laughs> start sweating. Like I would just like immediately have that. And I, and I hate having that feeling. Cause like what you really want, like we all just want to be like this Zen master that like nothing like hurts us or mm. touches us, but like, yeah. It does. <laughs> and it does. Yeah, it does. Us. Especially Absolutely. when people talk about, you know, for you, I mean, whether it's parenting or people talking about like just religion stuff or whatever, it can be yeah. very, very triggering. And I think that your, I think the, the, that one thing that you told me, you were like, I have a cutoff. Like I have a time where I'm just, I won't mm-hmm. respond to it anymore because I'm, I'm, I'm past, like, I'm, I'm done with that. Like, it's like, okay, chapter closed, yeah. new one. And so, and I love that because there's got to be, especially as like an influencer or somebody who's like facilitating, facilitating conversations like online, like you've got to have those boundaries or else you might find yourself in a situation where you're like being basically cyber bullied if you give people the foothold. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that's, you know, why raw topic, anyone who writes in, it's always anonymous. I'm never announcing who's writing in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot to, to read through. It's a lot to respond to. Um, and I'm also learning like so, so much through that. Yeah. Um, of the honoring other people's journey and at the same time, still being a voice for the voiceless. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never not going to stand up for justice. It's just not in my bones. Like right. everything in me, you know, has to at least speak a truth when it comes to, you know, important topics such as, you know, race and feminism right. and religion, but also like holding that safe space, respect, and love for people that think completely opposite of you, that has challenged me and in such a good way. Yeah. But I I still struggle with it. I still, my ego is like, you know, sometimes it's really hard, but it's really good for me, like walking through both sides. Yeah. Do you feel like, is it, is it, is it helpful for you to have these conversations and then, then the next day have a, like, a uh, post or a, yeah, a topic where you're saying, Hey guys, like I just tried out this new shampoo. It's amazing. Like, how is that balance for you? Do you like, do you, is there like a mental, <laughs> is there a mental switch or is it like in the same kind of breath? Cause like, I understand I'm, I'm not coming, yeah. I'm not coming from a place of being like, how do you do that? It's so opposite. Like totally. I'm saying that, that I relate to that. So it's, is there something that you just you just shut off or is it kind of just the same for you? You're just like, yeah, I'm a whole person talking about all these different things. Yeah. I feel like there's like two parts to it. The, the first part is just like, I've had to learn how to separate the two 
because um, I realized I have the honor of having this space, having these conversations and doing the thing. I also have the honor of saying like, this is literally my business, the way we pay our bills. Um, And so I'm promoting products that I would personally use and love. Um, And then on the other hand, like you said, it feels like I'm embodying all parts of who I am. Yeah. Um, So out of that, it doesn't necessarily feel to me like I'm trying to be something I'm not or um, because at the core of who I am as a four, like I'm a creative. Right. I can talk to you all day about beauty products, about yeah. hair, about fashion, about art, home styling. I can also talk to you all day about religion and feminism and yeah. sex. And I mean, the list goes on as right. far as things that I am so passionate about. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but it's kind of yeah. like two parts. Yeah. No, I totally understand. I, I relate to it. You know, that's kind of why I even brought it up. It's just that like I feel... I feel like I enjoy your content because of that. Cause I kind of get to see like a whole person rather than this, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I don't know, one-sided sure. or this like structured version. Cause you know, sometimes it could be, it can be almost draining to following certain accounts where they just, it's just like one specific like target that they're just talking about or the things that they're doing. Um, I feel like, your account yeah. is a little bit more balanced in that way, which I personally like. Also, you know, whenever you're talking about like, this is what you do, it's how you pay the bills. I remember one time, you know, you asking the question being like, how does this make you feel whenever I tell you guys about products? Like, you're like, do you like it? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Or whatever. What's your response to that? And I remember like, I was like, I like it because I like seeing that you are your own boss. And I like seeing that you're able to make money with your own time and your own artistic expression like that to me is inspiring it's not it's not all it not at all like a takeaway from like your other like deep so to speak other things that you talk about whether it's religion sex parenting anything like that like it doesn't take away from that I honestly think it's like it just shows that you're trying to facilitate whole human being so I appreciate it so I just wanted to hear you talk about it a little bit more well thank you that is that's a really sweet compliment because I think um, for me, part of embodying who I am, um, I just, I don't fit into a box, never have. Yeah. Um, and so for people that have those creative feeds, maybe just for home inspiration yeah. or just for fashion, like I truly believe they're being true to who they true. are yeah. and what they're about. But I have tried to do that and it doesn't work for me because yeah. I just have too many ideas and passions mm-hmm. and just learning to be okay with that. Sometimes that's like a, a weekly thing to be okay with. Like, yeah. it's okay, Sophia, you don't, you don't know how to live in a box. You can't do it. Like, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. thank you. So do you, do you ever feel like limited by the platform that you have? Cause I know, I mean, like we've kind of been talking about, it opens you up to a lot of really cool conversations, but do you feel like you get to be honest and you get to be, yourself all the time or do you feel like you almost you do have to still curate a brand around your own identity in that kind of space I feel like because it is a business um and a community it's both but because it's a business um there is some some pressure to keep you know my feed looking um the best that it can because I'm representing companies and 
Yeah. Um, the truth is they're not looking for someone sharing a picture of crumbs on the floor and saying it's been a hard day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I can share those parts of my life and stories, right. which is, is nice, too, to kind of say, like, yeah, I have kids, has been a hard day, they're spilling everywhere. But <laughs> when you are, you know, creating content for businesses, um, there's there's a bar set, you know, for what that needs to look like. Right. And um, I take that seriously, too, which is why I have always um, never been short with my captions, never been, like, um, like outfit of the day. Like I know that's not being true to myself. And so yeah, sure. for me, it's like, I can create this art and these beautiful pictures that I actually love putting out there. Right. Um, but I also can share like who I am through my writing, through the mm-hmm. captions to say like, this picture is not just who I am. Right. Like, yeah. These are my thoughts. This is what I think about. Like, um, and so that's kind of helped me because, um, you know, there are people that share more of those candid moments and it really works well for them. And yeah. maybe they're, you know, taking their pictures on their phone and maybe they're not even editing them. And, and some people really love that too. And, right. you know, that just won't be who I am. Right. Yeah. It's just a different vibe. And for you, like you're sort of, you're sort of raising kids in a, in a public way, kind of like in a sense, I, do your girls, do they like to be involved like in your work so to speak like being photographed or anything like that um for people that have followed me for a long time will probably have noticed that my kids are in my content um very little now compared to um what it used to be because I used my handle used to be cultivate motherhood okay um and it was very much based just on parenthood and the struggles and beauty of that Mm -hmm. and it was a lot of my children yeah um And they are getting older and they have their own opinions and just their own journeys and thoughts. And that's been something that has been important to me to respect, ask, cultivate. Um, So sometimes they are in photos that they want to be. Um, But honestly, they don't appear on my feed a lot anymore because of that. They're kind of coming into their own. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll see a lot of the baby because babies don't have a preference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get to like span that. But yes. they are, they're just becoming, um, stepping into more of who they are. And um, it's just really important for to like, for me and my husband to like respect <laughs> what they want and don't want, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, they're super cute, by the way. Like, I just Thank you. love, I like the, the younger one. What's her name? <laughs> Eloise. Eloise. She's so adorable. She's like a little firecracker. And then then your your older older daughter, what's she's Beatrice, right? Beatrice. Yeah. I like literally have some of they're so strong, like so strong of girls, <laughs> which is amazing. They're so um, cute. You can tell like through the pictures, <laughs> like you can see their little personalities even like through the pictures. So they're they're really adorable. You just you just need to start a Instagram. You. you just need to start a <laughs> Instagram that's just all of like the daily things that happen and all yeah. of the like stories and photos of you, of your life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're well, they're fun. You and you talk about so you're kind of talking about like giving them the space to you know make their own decisions and whether or not they want to be a part of you know pictures or a post or whatever so that's kind of along the lines of gentle parenting um and i know you've talked about that in raw topic monday just in general you've talked about gentle parenting um yeah. can, can you can you for those who have never heard of gentle parenting or like the term can you kind of explain what that is 
Yeah. So um, gentle parenting, uh, kind of like maybe how Aaron and I would explain it, is um, just just the knowingness that children have feelings, emotions, um, just like we do as adults. And yeah. just as adults want to re- be respected, um, comforted in our emotions, not shut down or abandoned, um, so do kids. But I think so often um, maybe how we were raised, culturally speaking, um, in a religious setting, um, we tend to parent how we were told to parent or how we were parented. Mm-hmm. For Aaron and I, that was something we knew from the get-go that we wanted to be intentional about, that we felt there was a different way um, of connecting with our kids that did not involve um, punishment, physical punishment, um, rewards, um, the types of things that maybe a lot of kids experience growing up. Mm -hmm. So for us, um, gentle parenting is... It's a connection with the heart first and foremost right. yeah. before the behavior, before addressing that and naming that and making that the focal point. Um, honestly, like gentle parenting has a lot to do more with like the parent's ego and like yeah. our ways of doing things than it does because wow. honestly, like the gentle parenting approach is not easy. It involves so much like reflection on why do I feel this? Why do I want to say that to them? Like, what, what is this coming from? Like, it's a lot of like digging deep inside yourself to address those things. And then coming up with a different way to connect over correct. Um, That's so great. And it's just been, it's been amazing because we've seen the fruit of it. We see how in touch our girls are with their feelings. Like it literally amazes me. And it also has taught me so much about like the heart of the divine Christ in us and how that looks in parenting and how our kids feel like it has helped me connect to kind of that inner child in me that needed those things, but maybe never experienced that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, we're bringing that to life in our parenting and it's just, it's it's really hard, but it's also just been like this really beautiful experience. That's so cool. Because I, I mean, obviously with Aaron's background in the military, there's the whole mentality of break down the individual, build up the team. Yeah, And I feel like that tends to get perpetuated with families that are military families and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's so interesting. That Do, do you feel like that almost pushed him away from that and more into the gentle parenting? Or, or how, how has that played into the dynamic of, of raising kids together? I think, um, you know, Aaron and I have just had a lot of com- communication about it and also talked about, you know, maybe the ways that we were raised or others were raised. Um, Aaron has, you know, he's in the military, but I wouldn't say he's ever felt connected to those parts that you speak of. Yeah. It's very much not... Um, just even who he is as a person, he's very gentle, actually. He's very um, compassionate, soft. Um, Those are like some characteristics that I would say of him. And so in some ways, um, you know, it has challenged us both, but um, he's really connected with this form of parenting. It's just amazing to see him um, pouring that out into them. And it's, it's just helped bring a lot of peace into our home. And I think peace in our minds of, um, it's just so important to us that our girls don't grow up 
um, kind of in this shame bubble of like, you do something, you need to feel shame about it. You need to feel guilty. Like, yeah, this is what you need to do. Um, it's all very like dominant authoritarian parenting that sometimes mm-hmm. we see. Yeah. And that's just not our hearts with them. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as an example, because sometimes people are like, well, what does that look like? You can talk about this, but like, okay, what if your kid's having a tantrum? What if they're biting and hitting? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, those are all super real things. And those are all things my kids do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they are, <laughs> you know, the other day, um, Beatrice was having a hard time with Eloise. And um, I think she had maybe kind of like, it was like a toy situation and Eloise had taken something. So she decided that, you know, she would just hit her because she was angry yeah. and, right. you know, we just, then both of them were crying and, um, it's kind of, so it's in those moments I, before I even like address the situation, I try to think about, okay, how can we connect in this moment and help rather than mm. shame mm-hmm. and wow. rather than make her feel guilty for what she did because she's really just a human being having a human experience. Right. Um, and so I just, um, I said, Eloise, I'm sure that was like really hurtful for you. And B, I just like want to sit here and like, I, I just had her grab my hands and I just asked if that would be okay. And I said, I want to remind you in this moment of who you are, not who you're not. So the Beatrice Mm. I know is like super kind, super thoughtful, genuine, compassionate. And you're really, really good at taking care of your sister because I've seen that before. Yeah. Mm. And it's like all of a sudden her demeanor changed. Uh, We were connecting in that moment. Mm. Her sister was a part of that experience. Yeah. So I said, maybe right now, because you know your sister's feeling hurt over this, maybe you could just ask her, what do you need in this moment, Eloise? What can I do to help? Yeah. And and Eloise said a hug. Aww. And so they hugged. And it, that's not me saying, you say you're sorry. Because yeah. what does that do? Yeah. It's just forcing an apology mm. that she's not even maybe sure. Like, maybe she needed to understand why she was angry. Maybe we needed yeah. to dissect those feelings. Wow. And so in that way, like, that's the work that we're trying to do. But let's, let me tell you, it takes a lot more time, you know? Yeah, right. Then yeah. saying, go to your room. Yeah. That was bad. And then come out and say you're sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it gives them so much more language around their feelings. And it, and I think it brings a lot of honesty to the things that they are saying, like giving them the opportunity to understand that, that what sorry means rather than just saying it yeah. without any sort of meaning. Like, not forcing them, but like giving them the opportunity to establish everything that could happen in place of saying, sorry, like I can try to make you feel better. I can explain my feelings to you. I can ask you how that made you feel giving, giving them the context around, around words like that and giving it some real depth. I think, I think that just equips them so much better to move into, into adulthood. That's inspiring. Well, yeah. And I feel like in later on in life, and things happen, they can, they'll probably hopefully feel more comfortable to talk to you about things that either they did or they regret or whatever. And instead of feeling scared that you would punish them or they'd be in big trouble or whatever, oh, totally. they're going to be yeah. able to talk to you and you meet them where they are. Yeah. It's, I mean, our whole family is just learning that like we have to acknowledge our feelings. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to label them bad or, you know, like, 
because yeah. anger is a real feeling. Hurt is a real feeling, joy, excitement. Um, and so naming your feelings, acknowledging your yeah. feelings, whether they're good or bad, like yeah. in that moment is so important. Yeah, for I, sure. I think the ramifications of all of that too is, uh, is something that we're kind of stumbling into as we're discussing deconstruction because yeah. the primary yeah. thing that we end up talking to people about is relanguaging. Yeah. And giving giving yes. people the vernacular to be able to say the things that they mean and be able to understand the depth of the things that they believe. And and yes. doing that work now as as a kid with them is going to save them so much hurt as they grow <laughs> yeah. up. And save them times that they don't have to deconstruct constantly like I feel like so many of us mm-hmm. in our 20s, 30s are doing a lot right now. And well, speaking of deconstruction, what, you know, I know a big part of your Raw Topic Mondays is, you know, you talk about religion and could you give us just like a a little bit of your religious background, kind of where you're at now? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Um, so ever since I can remember... Um, which is usually back to like three or four years old, I feel like for most people. Mm -hmm. Um, I was brought up in a very evangelical, charismatic um, church um, where when I say evangelical, charismatic, it's kind of the belief that um, in order to be a Christian, you say the, you know, the sinner's prayer, Mm -hmm. but you are also, um, to be filled with the Holy spirit and Mm -hmm. what that looks like would be speaking in tongues and somehow this like experience where the Holy spirit like infiltrates (laughs) your body. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it looks like anytime someone prays for you, you will be slain in the spirit whether you're comfortable with that not because if you're not they're just going to push you down anyways was my experience growing up oh gosh yeah. no i'm so serious wow. like it you know sometimes uh, wow. i think i just i just learned um because that's all i saw i learned that that's what i do when someone prays for me i surrender i let someone you know bring me to the ground and then put the modest cloth on me oh my goodness um, wow and so that you know was very much what i saw um, so in my heart, my belief was anyone that was a Christian was only a Christian if they were spirit filled. Yeah. Um, and that's what we were kind of taught okay. to believe. And so we, um, through that kind of charismatic evangelical movement, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of, and I don't know if you're familiar with like revival meetings. Oh, I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> I'm very okay, familiar. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of like, um, the meetings, the, the theology and like was based on God bring revival. And so we would spend, um, sometimes weeks in revival meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes these services would go till four in the morning. Sometimes they would go till two in the morning. Yeah. Um, just waiting for the spirit of revival. Yeah. Wow. And so 
um, I would say for the first five years of my life, um, I was homeschooled because in order to accommodate this lifestyle of being out in these revival meetings oh, every night until 4 a.m., yep. um, it just it didn't work to go to school um, because that I always think about my dad. I'm like, he worked a full time job. I He got such little sleep. Um, wow. But we are so engulfed in like that was the right thing to be doing. Um, you know, just this interceding on behalf of other people to bring revival, which, you know, manifested in maybe deliverances and healings and, and maybe didn't at all, but we said it would and those yeah. types of things. Um, and so that's just kind of like a snippet of like what life looked like me for me when I was little. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's crazy, huh? <laughs> that is crazy. So then when, when was... I mean, I don't know if you used the word deconstruction, but when did that sort of thing take place in your life? And also, did Aaron grow up similarly or was it different than you? Um, so Aaron grew up Assemblies of God. Okay. Um, so I I feel a little bit different stream, um, kind of similar beliefs. I'm not sure that everyone has that belief of like being filled with the Holy Spirit or not. Mm, yeah. Um, I His experience um, was not that much of like a charismatic evangelical experience. I would say a little bit more mainstream because mm-hmm. I mean, I experienced some pretty wackadoo things. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's like, I feel like I said all like the normal things. Yeah. So, right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's kind of, plenty more. Yeah. So just kind of a little bit different experiences. Um, very similar theology. Yeah. All in all. Mm-hmm. And so um, I feel like, we, gosh, um, my deconstruction, I wouldn't say started until the year of 2019 when Aaron left. Okay. Okay. Which yeah. is such an interesting time to yeah. go through something like that. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, however, I feel like the stirrings and the awakening of just kind of the questioning and like, just really not like feeling like aligned with truth and stuff started to happen like when we got married yep (laughs) same for us yeah because I had never gone to college Aaron actually went to um, a four-year college and got his um, bachelor in um, music ministry so that was what he was going to do when I met him he was a worship leader for a church got it um is very much what he felt you know his his life would look like and I thought so too because for as long as I can remember I was leading worship and singing and doing all that stuff yeah you knew what it looked Um, like yeah I totally knew what that that what that life was yeah and it was I was very accustomed to all of that right um but things started shifting and changing and for whatever reason we went through this period of being married and like not going to church for a really long time Mm -hmm. and then trying a church and just still not feeling like it was the right fit. Yeah. Um, and kind of then uh, it was kind of like we were churchless for like eight years of our marriage. Yeah. And, um, we didn't really dive into that much, but we were noticing things. We were, um, I was going through a lot of therapy at the time for um, sexual trauma. So mm-hmm. I had a, a lot of things I was dealing with and wondering how that fit into my Christian walk and the things yeah. that I had experienced growing up. 
but it wasn't until he deployed where literally it feels like just hell broke loose for yeah. me and I was like what the f <laughs> <laughs> understood totally understand yeah so that's kind of how it happened okay yeah. so for him then what was it like when y'all were back and you had kind of uh, heaven hell broke loose who whatever wherever <laughs> um how was that for him if he was here he would just be like smiling because that was just I mean that was it was a lot like, yeah yeah I feel like and he'll say like he did not know who he was coming back to oh yeah he yeah. he left knowing who I was like, you know, sort of, I mean, he knows I'm a really deep thinker. He knows I yeah. have some out there ideas, right. always right. have. But this was like a whole nother level of like me unlearning every single thing I ever learned in my Christian upbringing yeah. and like asking questions for the first time, um, <laughs> like, yep. um, like actually being like, oh, wait, like my humanness can actually be like intertwined with my spirituality like that was a revelation to me right yeah right um my sexuality is like worth something oh wow like um it was uh, this it's just an epiphany for me and so and I think a lot of people that go through just deconstruction like it's different for everybody but for me it happened so so fast same that there was like so many feelings surrounding it like really good feelings but like there was just like this grief and anger that overcame me for probably five months. Yeah. Mm. And it was really interesting navigating that. And um, people who know you as one way Mm -hmm. and grew up with you as one way and their thoughts have never changed or the theology, which that's their journey and for them to own that. But for me, like coming out of that, people are like, oh, you don't get to be that. (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. that's not. Uh, no, that's. Let me bring you back to who you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bring you back let to me, center. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me get you off this path. Like, I'm worried for your soul. Like, yeah. And all of it stemmed from um, shame and fear that right. um, people want to protect your soul from hell. And I think right. that's what it stems from, whether they would say it or not. Oh yeah, for sure. And so it's a lot of you know fear based. So you're dealing with all of these things of what other people are, are thinking of you and actually telling you yeah, (laughs) like just point blank. Um, It's such an interesting um, experience and um, going through that alone. I feel like that needed to happen. I Mm -hmm. needed to do it alone, Yeah, but it was not easy. And it was really hard on my husband. I would say too, because he was halfway around the world and just going, wow, like, things are changing at like a rapid pace and he's just trying to keep up with like my ever changing questions. And I remember (laughs) at one point he just like, he's like, am I coming back to like, are you a Christian? Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in God? And I was like, at that time, like I was just still in like, I don't know. Angry because I was like, I don't know. If I'm not, will you do you still want to be married to me? Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, it's just so interesting. I, I had the, but basically exact same except for Adam wasn't halfway across the world. However, I am a five um, and five wing four. And so when I was going through deconstruction, it was very, I, a lot of it was done silently and in my head and in my own time, 
in my own research because that's what fives do. Um, <laughs> and, and then she comes to me one day with an entire thesis. Basically, I li- basically yeah. <laughs> so I, I did. Love it. I did that for about honestly, what was it like five months where I was just kind of like. We were kind of going to churches. Meanwhile, yeah. I was like deconstructing and like then we weren't going to a church for a little while and then we tried another one. And Well, it's interesting because you kept you, during that season, I didn't even realize that that's the season that we were in, but we were going to services and Lauren would basically be, we'd be listening to one sermon, but she would be given like another sermon. Like, like in her mm. mind, she would be like, one little thing would spark something else and she basically would write out an entire new sermon journal <laughs> new sermon wow. on what she had actually like felt and heard from those moments and so i didn't yeah. realize but i think that was i think that was a lot of what was happening when we were actually church <laughs> shopping with air quotes church shopping. like just yeah. kind of sitting in spaces yeah. that you almost have to be given permission to 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 access your spirituality yeah. especially right now in the way that christianity is mm. spirituality is so um it needs to be so contained in this idea of yeah. a Christian church in a box where you can let your spirituality out and then you can pin it back up and move on out of the church. Yeah, and totally. So it's almost like all of that spiritual awakening needed to happen within that space to be able yeah. to maintain the Christian facade. Yeah. But then once it all kind of came to this book <laughs> of I- <laughs> here are the reasons that spirituality and your physical body and your faith are all oh, wow. intertwined and yeah. like all of that. And I was like, I was similar. So it was like, you know, there... I relate to you in so much in that way because then you're just kind of like, well, what if I'm not a Christian? Mm. Like, what would yeah. like what do you think? <laughs> kind of almost like rebellious in a way because you're just kind of like almost oh, yeah. you're almost angry at yourself to be honest. You're like, you're what does like, the word mean to you? Yeah, well, just like all totally. those. Totally, but oh. you feel like you were blindfolded, right? And like, like forced fed something. Yeah, for so long. Well, but also, yeah, I mean, I not trusting yourself too. That's what I was like upset about. Uh, is yes. that like I had yeah. I had these questions when I was like a kid, right? Like I questioned a lot of the things that I I shut down, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm not allowed to ask those questions. When I was like real young, like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, yeah, those yeah. years were pivotal for me. And instead of like asking those questions or ever getting the per- ever you know receiving permission to keep asking yeah. them I, they were shut down you know and so then now like years 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 later and I'm having those questions again I'm like wait I was on to something before I was eight and I was on <laughs> yeah. to something and I think wow. that's what was upsetting one of the most upsetting things for me is that I I didn't listen to myself and and Adam knows the only advice I will ever listen to is my words regurgitated back to me. Um, (laughs) So it's like, yeah, that's what was like strange for me. That was kind of like my anger. Um, Yeah. And so whenever Adam would ask questions that I was like, you know, I was almost rebellious. So I like, I relate to you in that way. That's totally like, yeah, how I was too, because I was like, my body was reacting to like years of oppression and and this severe disconnection from my mind and my body and my sensuality and my inner voice, all of those things, it was like the, the switches were turned off. Yeah. So for someone to say like, it's like a dimmer switch, like, Hey, do you want to try this out? Like, Hey, do you want to ask this question? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, like I'm going to give you permission 
to like ask yourself how you feel about that. Like what was that experience like? And you're like turning on those lights little by little and it's getting brighter and brighter and Mm -hmm. it's really powerful, but it's also like you're going back and forth this inner battle of what you knew and what you know now. Yeah. But I think that is like the beautiful part of deconstruction is yes, you are going to unlearn everything you thought you knew. Um, You're going to question everything you thought you knew to be true, but there's like this inner transformation that is happening and it hurts and it's hard and it's life-giving. But if you go there, you let yourself go there, you are going to find the truth of who you are, that you were never apart from Christ to begin with. Right. And so that inner voice inside you was the divine Christ all along. You just didn't know how to tap into that because you were told that that was your flesh. You were told not to listen to yourself. You were told to disconnect from your body, from pleasure, from all those things Mm -hmm. that are Christ ordained things that he brought to us in his humanity. Right. Um, It's, it's a truly transformative place to be, but the work getting there, it's, it's like blood, sweat and tears, truly. you know? Yeah, yeah, it truly is. So then where's, where's Aaron at now? Like how, how is, how is his relationship with your deconstruction? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to say like without him fully, speaking. like, it, it, yeah, speaking, I would, I would just say, I'm truly thankful for the space Aaron has held for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in yeah. this process, um, has truly like could bring me to tears of letting me be the person that I feel I need to be letting me kind of sink into the truth mm-hmm. of what I'm feeling. Um, and also the biggest part, and I'm sure you guys can maybe resonate with this is we had to learn how to honor each other's journey because his was unfolding so much slower than mine was. Yeah. And mine was unfolding at like this rapid pace, which is true to my personality. And and his process is true to his personality. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We relate. We absolutely do. Well, the thing is like, Uh, I was so slow, but I had kind of always been questioning. I never really like latched on to... A, a certain like form of theology so my mine was sure. a little bit slower but i think the trickiest slower thing, and flowier i was always more rigid and yeah. fast i think um, i think the trickiest thing totally. was figuring out the language that she was using because once you open it up outside of the like once you open up spirituality outside of the words that you've been allotted as a christian they can be pretty triggering and they can be uh, you they have a lot of different associations in which you immediately uh you know, give them. Um, yes. And so that, I think that was the trick for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's the, the, the same with, with Aaron where it's like just that slow process of being like, okay, cool. I have to understand this in my core so that yeah. I can like process and I can live in it for a little bit and understand what it feels like to be in this space and then take another mm-hmm. step and like keep living in those spaces. Yeah, I and I would agree. And so just the honoring of each other's journeys is what we've been learning this year. And also um, kind of that we've done deconstruction together individually, but even the things that I've been drawn to, like books, podcasts, yeah. like look a lot different than maybe some of the things he's exploring. They're all in the same realm. Yeah. 
of mm. of this like unlearning and like the thought process but may, like I connect so much with Richard Rohr like yeah, as do I he's like he's just my guy because I feel like I'm reading poetry yeah, yeah. And I have always related to poetry because it's just very feeling based. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, this is so deep. This could mean five different things. And <laughs> yeah. Now I just get to think about those things. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. Aaron is a little bit more like he's intellectual facts. Like he's going to research and I'm just going to go by my feelings and my emotions. <laughs> and and so just like the honoring of how even what we're tapping into and like our way of like kind of understanding what we're processing yeah looks so different mm-hmm. but that's okay and it's it's so good yeah yeah I love that is that how is that um with with the girls like raising them are you guys going to church are you are you following the any kind of like structured religion or is it more just open spirituality um I think I would love like this is like a whole nother topic for another time or yeah. someone needs to do a podcast about deconstructing while being parents to kids. Cause oh, yeah, that is some sure. serious shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because that's a very interesting thing. When both of us grew up going to Sunday school yeah. every Sunday morning, mm-hmm. I was in Awanas. We both went to youth group every Wednesday. Um, we both were kind of taught all the same things. And so you're going through this major shift, like religiously and in your relationship. And then you're like, oh shit, like we have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, what does that look like? Right. Um, And so it's, I mean, it's so funny and ironic because when he left for deployment, Beatrice is like, why don't we go to church? Like Mm. a lot of my friends do like, um, like I think I want to go to Sunday school. Like cause yeah. she's, she hears about it. Like she knows nothing about like what it is or right. whatever, because we were literally mm-hmm. like churchless yeah. for yeah. so many years. Yeah. And I was like thinking like, I kind of like let fear like get into me like, Oh my gosh, like, ah, like she wants to go to church and like, we're not going. And like, what mm-hmm. am I, what am I doing? And right. so we ended up while once Aaron left, the girls and I started going to a church, which was such just a crazy experience because that's when I was starting my deconstruction and I got involved with the worship team. Oh, wow. And, um, it was so interesting to be back in that framework, like within the four walls of the church, um, kind of like seeing and hearing like what Beatrice was learning about, Mm -hmm. um, what I was experiencing in these services. Um, it was such an interesting thing, deconstructing, and going back into a church yeah. after literally being churchless. It yeah. was the craziest experience, but I know that it was purposeful and ordained. Like yeah. there is so much that came of that for me. Yeah. Um, and when, you know, when Aaron came back, we both agreed that um, we didn't feel the four walls of the church were somewhere where we felt we needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that would ever change. We just feel, um, that the stories that we grew up in, um, that kids learn at Sunday school and how they learn the Bible and the language around the Bible is not something we necessarily feel comfortable indoctrinating our girls with, because we truly believe that they're going to have their own spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, and that if we can teach them that we literally live in a Christ soaked world so that everything they're touching, the very ground beneath their feet, 
the ways in which we're loving and helping people and being generous is a part of like this energy of the divine that yeah. like it, it all flows together that we don't have to have this fear that they're missing out on theology or Bible stories because the way in which we're doing it probably looks polar opposite to how we learned it. Yeah. But when you see the fruit of that again, it's like, why, why would we go revert back to that just because that's the norm? Like, well, you bring your kid to Sunday school, but I believe that there are ways that we can cultivate the divinity of Christ, his, the spirit, the presence within our home. And just knowing that it's this universal presence, like our kids can trust and feel in that. Yeah. So even the way in which we pray with them at night has just changed so dramatically. Yeah. Um, But it's just more truth-based and like just how we feel about the very heart of God and how he sees his children. Yeah. Um, And so it hasn't been easy deconstructing with kids, Mm. but um, we have found ways... um, the girls and I do, um, I, you know, sometimes we miss it, but we do like an intentional circle each morning, which is just helping them, um, kind of form their own meditative practice of just being and sitting and breathing, but also like affirming one another and giving Mm. them, um, showing them how to do their own affirmations Mm -hmm. and like see the strength and goodness in themselves. Like, So it's just, it's such a different experience, like saying to your kid, like, you are good. You are worthy of love. Like, you are kind. Like, that is not what we we heard. That is not how we were brought up. And it's just a total mind shift. So it's beautiful. It's confusing at times. We (laughs) don't have it all together. Yeah. But it's been like the most freeing thing for us to experience as a family together. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I feel like you've got it. That's really inspiring. We don't have kids, so we don't have that experience. But even like hearing that is just mm-hmm. like, it's so inspiring. I just want to be like, mic drop, boom. Like, and I can tell, like, you mm. are, I, I can hear the Richard Rohr verbiage <laughs> <laughs> that you use. And I, and I, that's what I like. I kind of gravitate towards that, the, that language. Um, mm. And so, so yeah, I, everything that you just said, like I, I super resonate with and I, yeah, I definitely respect and honor the, the decisions that y'all have made and are making. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it's just, it's beautiful. Like I, I love, I love it. And I think I, you know, you say somebody needs to do a podcast about it, but I feel like, you know, I feel like even just you and being open, honest, about your journey, whether it's, you know, on this episode or Instagram or your blog, like, I think that person could also be you. Like, don't, don't, you don't need to like, I mean, yes, you want other people because it's always nice to hear advice and hear how other people are (laughs) doing it. But like, also that's, that's you too. Like, I feel like there aren't that many people. So I, I just want to encourage you to still talk about it more. I want to learn more from like how you're doing it. Interesting. Because I, I I don't have kids yet, but you know, we're always going to be in a sense, we're always going to be kind of deconstructing in a way because yeah. we're still we're humans. Well, it's just so yes. interesting. Like I still I still almost have this mental picture in our mind of like when we have kids. I don't know what it looks like. No, no, no idea. Other than 
we go and we bring our kids to church and they go and have their experience at church. Like that's, yeah. that's what still happens in my head because we haven't had yeah. the opportunity to open that conversation of, of the future of those kind of spaces. But, but we, then also there's times yeah. where we're like, okay, cool. Well, maybe our church this Sunday is going to be us meditating in the backyard and like just soaking up. Yeah. The sun. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's, that's the beauty is like, there's, there's seasons for everything too. Yeah. Um, and just like holding space for that. So yeah, I just wanted to just honor and kind of give you that, like the respect. <laughs> I feel like you, you're mm, doing it, you yeah. know, like, so just keep, keep talking about it. I think so many people are learning and will be more inspired. And then I think you'll hear from more people and see more people doing it as you are open about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I appreciate that. It's kind of like, we don't have a, a formula. We don't have this plan. It's, it's unfolding, but like, it, isn't that a beautiful thing yeah. um, that it could look so many different ways, but there doesn't have to be this shame and fear around that of um, experiencing Christ, the divine, however, mm-hmm. her, him, however you experience that yep. can look and feel a million different ways. But if it's all coming back to the source of love and light, yep. then I think we're going to be okay. I think yeah. if we're including people yeah, and we want everyone to be a part, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I feel like that's like a great spot to, to wrap this up because I agree. <laughs> like that's just- that's it. That's the end. That's like the the yeah. point at the end of this whole this whole thing, this whole conversation, honestly. I mean, this conversation cool. goes on and on and on because this is oh, yeah. we could talk about this forever. <laughs> um, but could, could you tell us um for our listeners how they can find you? Of course, I'll link everything below, but go ahead and give yourself a little shout out here. For sure. So you can find me on my Instagram um at Sophia L Ray. That's E L R A E. And then I also have a blog, um, www.sophialray.com, where I actually sell how I edit. I have my blog on there. I have my photography page. Um, I have my wellness and oils page. And so, yeah, yep. feel free to DM me or email me with questions surrounding anything we talked about today. Yep. I absolutely love connecting with other people yeah awesome well you heard it people go find her she's awesome she's amazing thank (laughs) Thank you you guys so much it was really just like meaningful to just chat with you oh my gosh this is amazing you're incredible thank you for being on today's episode and thank you all for listening until next time Bye. bye